You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. Hello, everybody. Today's episode was recorded prior to Wikipedia announcing Blue Meanie's death. Next week... Meany will address his untimely demise and subsequent resurrection, but until then, enjoy the show. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the media weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what is on your mind? Good morning, Joshua. Good morning. <laughs> it's 7 it's o'clock It's Monday at night. morning, right? <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. oh, right. It's 6 a.m. Monday morning. Yeah. Hey, there we go. I can't okay. believe I got up at the crack of 4 p.m. <laughs> no, uh, no, seriously. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning to everybody listening. I'm surprised we don't do that more often, you know, since we drop on a Monday. We don't care. Uh, but then again, we, we, clearly, we clearly are full of ourselves and don't care about our listeners enough to ask how the morning <laughs> is. No, but seriously, uh, well, yeah, could anybody... Could be listening to this at any time, so maybe yeah. keep it evergreen. The beauty of podcasts, yeah, and the pressure of having a having something witty to say when my musket is empty right now. So it's just oh, I don't know <laughs> what you were doing before we went live. Uh, hey, hey. Um, uh yeah, uh, no, nah, th- how are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Can't complain. See, see, I, it's usually all about me. You go, meanie, what's on your mind? I never go, like, Joshua. How are you? No, it's it. I'm I'm doing well. I appreciate that. It's very kind. Um, no, I I, uh, I I think people just want to hear how you're doing for the most part. So and eh, no one gives a shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm in I'm in a I'm in a mood, as they say. Nice in a good, good mood. In a good. I'm just being silly. So full disclosure. Um, here on episode sixty-five, uh, episode sixty-four <laughs> dropped. Oh, oh no, no, no yet, we're not, not there yet. yet. Just a few not more yet. weeks. We'll gotta save know. it. Um. And uh, no, we're, so it's episode sixty-five here, which is crazy that we've done sixty-five episodes. And, Insane. And uh, so, full disclosure: episode sixty-four dropped yesterday. As we're recording this, we're recording this <laughs> on a Tuesday. Our schedules are, uh, you know, getting uh, crazy. They're getting tight. And uh, cray cray. So yeah, so we've got that. But hey, we're we're still uh, bring this to you. So if something crazy happened between. The evening of Tuesday, June fifteenth, and uh, yeah. and Monday, June whatever it is, um, we're not twentieth. June twentieth, yeah. right? We'll be yeah, we'll be no twenty uh, first. June twenty first will be Monday. So yeah, we're not no selling it. 
And people are like tuning in, like, oh man, I can't wait to see what Meanie's take is on, uh, you know. And then, oh. nope, not getting it. My takes are usually, who gives a shit? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's me scrolling through my Twitter feed. Who gives a shit? So, I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I would say within this week, by the time people are listening to this, uh, I think Raw is probably going to do a, I'm going to say WWE has probably repeated the same matches multiple times since we've, uh, we've recorded this. They've been doing the same. Was there a pay-per-view this weekend coming up? What's that? Was there? I know we had the NXT thing the other night. Yeah, I think we have a pay per view. I think we have Hell in a Cell. I think we have Hell in a Cell coming up. Can I tell you, Meanie? Because this is a safe place. When I'm sometimes when I'm doing my 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 various shows, um, (laughs) I uh, have to come across as somebody who is a uh, a student of the game. Someone who watches every last second of every bit of wrestling that is out there. Um, right. I I have not watched uh, WWE in I don't know how long. Raw, specifically Raw, because I have tuned into some yeah. SmackDown stuff. Uh, and right. I did watch NXT. I watched uh, In Your House because I just love Todd Pettengill. Um, yeah, who doesn't? But, oh, Seriously, um, but uh, I I am uh, I just, I can't watch it. It's unwatchable to me. And I will be the first raw that is back in front of a crowd. I promise you, I will be watching because I'm I'm going to be looking at it, going, let's see what happens. And I think right now, maybe I'm just telling myself this, meanie, but I feel right. like we're in a holding pattern. Yeah, like they know they're about to get to the, like, which is why you keep having. What's his name? Is it Jackson Riker? Gunner yeah. from TNA or whatever. TNA. Jackson yeah. Riker. Um, you know, uh, what's his finish? The third Reich? I don't know what his, I don't know. Um, that was a, that, yeah, it's not. Where, where, oh, where, oh, oh, oh. Where are we here? Right. There it is. Um, or, or more appropriately. Uh, um. But uh, no, him yeah. and uh, Elias. I, my, apparently. My, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> no, I guess my apologies. Um, but uh, him and Elias have had like forty six matches or something over the last few weeks, uh, which I saw someone on social media complaining about, and I'm like, weren't they a team? Which showed how little I've been paying attention. It's horrible. That'll be their podcast. Forty six weeks. Forty <laughs> or forty six matches. Or yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you, I want to. I want to see if we can get Bischoff on for our 83rd episode. <laughs> hey, I somehow got him on. So says Chernoff. If I can get him on, so says Chernoff. I should be able to get him on Mind of the Meanie, have a deep conversation about what he thought of the BWL. Spoiler! Yeah. Spoiler! He's going to go. I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> he's going to. It was claim. weird. Me and Stevie were on a show with him in Tennessee a couple years ago. Like, uh, I guess he was the guest commissioner, and me and Stevie had a, a tag match, and he was on the same show. So, But he was he was cool. He was cordial. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, and I, th- I, try, I, can't, I wish I could find him. Me and Stevie had our BWO shirts on, and we took a photo with Bischoff. That's like, awesome. <laughs> I can't awesome. find it. So mad. I, can't, I wish I could find it. Um, but, but uh, yeah, he's a good dude, man. He, you know. he was great. 
to have him as a guest on my show. Like, of, of course, he came off well on camera. Uh, and for those just joining us uh, a little late, um, we're, of course, talking about uh, James Sorensen's friend, uh, Eric Bischoff. Um, Bish. Yeah. Uh, friend, friend of friend of the show. Um, but uh, no, he, uh, uh, but off camera, um, much like when I had level. Jeff Jarrett on last month, could not have been kinder and more of like a, so, hey, like, what can I do to kind of get the show out there? What can I do to help promote? What can I do? Like, really, so really cool. awesome. Um, Jeff's a great guy, too, man. Just uh, su- Such a positive, you know, where he's at in his life now. Yeah. I obviously did not know him back in the day, but, you know, he, he's been very open about different times in his life. But I can tell you right now, Man, if you're having a bad day, go have a conversation with Jeff Jarrett. That dude. Dude, even back in the day. Back in the day, WWE, um, you know, when I was up, we were uh, there during the Attitude Era. Even then, there was, like, no sense of an attitude or I'm better than you or whatever. And I, I got to, you know, at least work him once in WWE. I got to challenge for his Intercontinental Championship. And uh, he couldn't have been more giving and just cooperative and yeah. helped me. Make, he helped make me look like a million bucks. So, As you say, uh, I mean, if he was really a good guy, he would have let you win. But whatever. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, no. You know. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, that's what I love about now, wrestling now. Like, uh, you know, I'm still in it. But, like... You know, with the advent of podcasting and going to doing conventions and stuff like that, you get to be around guys you really never. You know, I mean, I was around Jeff, but I was never really around Bischoff, right? You know, and uh, I mean, we were there at one night stand, but that's about it. And then uh, even then, it was like a hello, hello. But like, you go to do these independent shows, do conventions. And now, like you said, with the pot, like I said, with the podcasting, it's very cool that like the guards down, yeah. you know, when you're at, when you're at a wrestling show, you're worrying about your match, you're worried about what, you know, segment you're on, you're this, that, and the other thing. And now it's just like out, you're, you're just in chill mode. Everybody's chilled out and everybody, you get to see like people with the, uh, the layers peeled away a little bit. And so. it's really neat because. From a fan standpoint, I think we all just kind of assumed, like, you all know each other, you know? Like, Yeah, it's weird it's, like that. And it's a bizarre thing when you, when you realize that people, you'll hear, like, in interviews, like, certain people talk about um, how they just never cross paths with someone else yeah. in the business. And it's, it's really, uh, I want to say it was, like, Bruce Pritchard and Ole Anderson or something. I don't know if that's right but that's like what's popping in my mind, but like have never met. And it's just like, but you just assume, well, they just, they had to have, you know, how could they not have been, you know, every wrestler knows Hulk Hogan cause he's Hulk Hogan. And if you're in the wrestling business, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan, how could you not? But you know, that's like the fans ideas. Like they're all this big, but it is in a lot of ways. I always say it's like a fraternity, but it's like a big fraternity that crosses over many different colleges you know, yeah. in the sense that, like, we're all, you know, quote unquote brothers in this fraternity. Um, but yeah, half you have never yeah. even met each other. It's like uh, I have friends in the police force, 
And uh, you assume every police officer knows each other. Oh, I know so-and-so. Well, yeah, well, he's in another district. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in my district. He, I'm yeah. in South Philly. He's in uh, Northeast. Yep. Uh, our paths are never crossed. We work for the same, we're in the same industry. It, it's kind of that with, like, everything. Like, when I, like, I, I'll always find um, when I would tell someone, like, oh, yeah, I work in real estate or whatever, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know uh, uh, so-and-so works in real estate. You know him? I'm like, no, we don't have like a, like, no, I have no idea who this guy is. Like, I've just never crossed paths. You have a secret meeting. Yeah. You put on cloaks. I guarantee you there are more people in the real estate business that I haven't met than have met. Um, Yeah. And in the wrestling business. And that's something too, when it comes time for like, I mentioned before with fight, like when I'll, uh, be told, hey, can you do this this one for this promotion or do a, a fight and focus for that promotion or whatever? And there's this like expectation of like, you know, oh, well, they work for Ring of Honor. Therefore, I must know who they are. And I'm like, I don't really yeah. watch Ring of Honor. You know, nothing against their product at all. There's a lot of wrestling out there. And I just yeah. don't have the time. And there's a lot of wrestling I wish I would watch. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. If I watch Ring of Honor, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going, yeah. like, like it, it, this is not anything, this isn't a knock, like, oh, these are, you know, I don't know these guys because they're, you know, yeah. they're not big time. Um, But I, I just don't, some of them I don't know. And, and you know, if I haven't watched Ring of Honor in, in a year, there's an influx mm. of people that I'm not overly familiar with. And that's really, like, the indie scene in general. Um, yeah. I remember, like, people are obsessed with this Jimmy Lloyd dude from GCW. Right. And uh, when I was going to Vegas, to StarCast in Vegas, uh, Calvin and Matt and I were at the airport, and our flight was delayed and everything. And there's this one guy just walking around in a GCW tank top, um, looking like a, a you know a, a shit house and a half. Uh, and I'm just like, oh man, it's one of these uh, one of these GCW fans. All right, <laughs> you know, like this guy's a good representative of their fan base. This is kind of you know because he's just like dude just seemed all over the place. Fast forward, it was Jimmy Lloyd. I didn't know who the hell he was, and I'm sitting there. I got fight saying to me, "Hey, would you mind doing like some stand up stuff from the airport if you see anybody that's going to the event?" And so I was like finding people with wrestling shirts, but I'm like, I'm not going to talk to this guy because I don't know who the, like, you know, I'm like, this guy just seems like, I mean, and in fairness, the dude is probably just tired, you know, like I have no issues with Jimmy Lloyd, but I didn't know who he was, but he was, but he, he has an enormous fan base and did back then too. Um, so, you know, it's, I remember meeting, uh, at new Japan or no, not a new, at, uh, all, in at all in the first one there were people from new japan yeah right and i remember meeting them and thinking to myself there is an arena on the other side of this curtain full of people who would kill me in the street to get (laughs) to meet whoever this was i just met and i had no idea who it was because i didn't watch new japan so i didn't you know and uh but anyway have you ever experienced uh like that type of thing. I mean, especially I'd assume for you because you're the blue meat. Like what? So everyone knows you. Like everyone in well, wrestling. Yeah. Like there, there's there's no way from the 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 newest guy in GCW, he's got to know who the blue meanie is. Like all these different people, they know who the blue meanie is. 
So have you ever had a thing where you feel like you walked into a, a locker room like a ring of honor or something and there's like an expectation that you should know who the whole roster is, but there are people you just don't know? Uh, no, nah, nobody's really been like that. Like, oh, you don't know who I am? But uh, I will say this, that I've learned over the years to use the phrase, good to see you, yeah. instead of nice to meet you. Because there's been, uh, you know, a few times, maybe once or twice, and I cut that shit right out where I go, yep. hey, nice to meet you. Oh, well, actually, you met me before, and it's like, oh, well, I'm a dick. Yeah. So, like, I, it's always, to, with me, it's always, not, it's good to, that see, to my hey, wife. good to see you. What? When I first met my wife, I went and introduced myself to her. She's like, oh, we've met. Oh, that's me, brother. <laughs> that's probably, I probably made her uh, fall in more for you. Yeah, kind of like, am I not making an impression? I'll show him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that was. I don't know. I, don't know, I apologize. But, but it was it was exactly Lord what Je- happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, were you there? Lord Jesus, forgive me. Um, <laughs> um, what's... <laughs> uh no I'm wrong. Uh but no I've never been in that situation where it's like uh I've been uh, I'm expected to know. There there's been times where I've been on the show where they go, Oh, you work at so and so and I go, Hey, can you point can you them point out them? for me? <laughs> can you point them out for me? I don't know what to you know, 'cause I've heard names before and but there's sometimes I haven't been able to put the face with the name and it's just like, Hey, uh, can you can you can you you know, introduce me, uh, you know, and, you know, to introduce and we get the awkwardness out of the way. And then, uh, I, I had, Hey, what do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. You know? I had two awkward things at, a um, the GoPro wrestling show, um, mm-hmm. that, where they put on a show. And I was, this is when I did commentary with Joel Gertner and, yes. uh, they had, it was like the best of the best of the Indies were on that show. But again, I don't really didn't really know that much about the indies at that point. I had just been back in the business for like a cup of coffee. I wasn't following anything. I know a lot more now, but, um, yeah. but even so, but I, uh, so one guy's talking about, um, uh, Kip, uh, now I'm getting all confused. Um, Kip Sabian. Yes. And, Someone called him Kip Sabin, like Chris Sabin, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, wait a minute, is it Sabian or Sabin? I'm like, I thought it's Sabian. So if you like watch that match back, I refer to him as Sabin and Sabian multiple. I just keep going back and forth. I'm like, one of them's got to be right because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I was going to say, you got a 50 50 chance there. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but the other thing was there were matches where guys would come out and I'm like, okay, we've got this. And if Joel and I were talking and we missed the introduction or whatever, yeah, you have two guys in the ring. I didn't know which one was which. <laughs> and uh, uh, how are you calling Wrestler this match? A. Yeah, Wrestler A and uh, yeah. Mr. Purple Tights. I know, and I'm looking at their gear. Like, do they have their name on their gear? Does there something yeah. like, yeah, so it's. That that's maybe that was also kind of like my fear initially going into podcasting because you know, uh, you know, you know, like when I've thought about it, I was like, man, I would hate to do a podcast and do interviews and just not know anything about the person who wants to come on or yeah. you know, it's like oh man, it, you know, I don't want to be on here and go, 
So anyway, you know, and just, <laughs> that's the worst thing you can say to somebody. It's like, so anyway. Yeah. It's like, it's like, ah, so let's end this. Uh, you know, the, let's wrap this shit up. But, so uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always, always my, like, d- dude, like, I, you know, all the years of you should do a podcast. Like I played over different scenarios in my head. I was like, well, I don't want to do interviews because you know, what if I don't, I run if I, one, what if I run out, I'm going to go through that Rolodex real quick. Mm-hmm. And two, what if somebody wants to come on? And I, I go, ah, I'm good. You know, or <laughs> no offense, but I don't know who you are, but you know, uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot of wrestling out there. There's a lot of indies, a lot of indie stars, and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, there's so much more wrestling I'd love to watch if yeah. it was at my fingertips. But, you know. Uh, the yeah. nice thing is, though, that a lot of it, whether it's uh, Fight TV or just, or, you know, I guess the network slash Peacock or whatever the, you know, whatever it is in people's different social media, at least now there's kind of like, it is at your fingertips in the sense that you might miss it, but you, but the internet will tell you, social media will tell you, you miss something big and you can go check it out. Yeah. Which is kind of what is nice. That's kind of how I went back to watching the WWE when, uh, CM Punk with the pipe bomb promo. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was sitting there playing MLB, uh, the show, just like playing video games. And Mrs. Meany goes, I think something just happened on raw. Everybody's really talking about it. So I was like, Oh, look at that. And then I sought it out and saw it. I was like, Holy shit. That was like, yeah, probably one of the best things I've seen in a while, you know, if ever. And that's just kind of like what got me into wrestling. And the same with wrestling, the wrestling Twitterverse. Yeah. We'll tell you what's going on, you know, what's good, you know, almost the, the moment it happens. In real and that time. can be problematic in the sense that, True. you know, you're not making your own opinion on something, right. you know, you're not forming your own opinion. Your, your opinion has been formed before you even, you know, before you in some ways saw. yes some ways no because uh there's been plenty of times where i've watched something where people are raving about i'm like oh well, you know it's yeah. okay you know <laughs> <laughs> you know where there's things i get excited about and people shit on so it's weird you know I, and that makes me go man am i out of touch or am i getting yeah. old uh, you know my my am I the old man screaming at the cloud kind of thing but, i've uh, definitely had those days Oh my God! It's just but it, yeah, but I mean, look, and then wrestling is just you know, it, it's WWE's product. I don't think is for us at all. I don't think it's intended no. to be for us. I'm not sure who it's intended to be for because it's not kids. Um, I don't know, but it's just well. Here, I guess that's a good thing about being a cord cutter. You know, I don't yeah. get raw live. I don't watch it live. You know, I have no desire. To, like uh, I have Hulu, and the next day they would show like the condensed version. I don't even do that. It's no. just like ah. Uh, or they'll that, now they put them up on the uh, the network like maybe a week condensed week or the two. condensed version. Yeah, there's that show is way too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw is just way too fucking long. Yep. You know, give me give me a solid ninety minutes. You know, Memphis used to be Memphis TV used to be ninety minutes live every week, yeah. and then like they condensed it to an hour for uh, syndication or whatever. You know, because when it made its way up to here to Philly, we had Channel Forty Eight here in Philly, which would show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memphis wrestling, they they whittled it down to an hour. We we used to get like, oh yeah, let me do oh. that too. Uh, I just assumed you'd you already got? done it. I got raspberry. Oh, I got a uh, cherry mm. lime. 
I don't know what, what brand, brand is that. Is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Uh, I don't know. My shitty salesman. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mrs. Meany picked it out, but it's really good. Nice. But uh, where was I? Um, Memphis. Uh, they would yeah, Memphis down was to perfect. an hour. Yeah, for not ninety minutes is perfect. Yeah, I think um, so. And you know, if you do ninety minutes, you can have ninety minutes of you know some promo solid wrestling, and then each week you can just use different talent. Where you got three hours. Yeah. You, you know, if you're using it's. You but then you have three hours, and they still can't figure out how to use certain talent. Yeah. Hey, well, the third hour is just a cash grab, you know, because they want the uh, the TV advertising and stuff like that. It's it, it's really a shame, pro- but, you know, it's a shame. The the I feel like, you know, there's a, the old adage of, you know, leave them wanting more, right? Of course. How do you leave them wanting more when they've been ready to check out for an hour and a half? Dude, that's my biggest argument about indie shows and why I don't really want to do indies. You know, it's just, there's nothing worse than being on a show that's got like, everybody's booked their friend and then before while the, before the hand hits three on the main event, people are putting on their fucking coats. Yeah. They're not even reacting. They're like, well, I, I paid to see a full show. I've seen a full show. Now let me go to fuck home. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's the worst, the worst thing. I've seen it. All the time, you know, these guys are killing each other in the ring. One, two, all right, put my coat on, you know, and get yeah. the fuck out. Whereas if, you know, would he do a, do, do a seven-match card, intermission after four. So you have you know, start with four matches, do an intermission, the three next three matches, and then, you know, you don't have to use all your friends at every show, you know. Yeah. So... That's then, my then that friend gets hot at you, and then you, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't miss booking shows either, you know. <laughs> Dude, when we were, for, were going to run 3PW, I, I was like, I know the first two people who were going to contact me, and they did. And I, I'm not naming names, but. Um, Nova. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like, you know, promoting shows is the worst just for that factor. You know, everybody wants to get booked. Hey, brother, brother, we're. Hey, brother, yep. brother, can you book me, brother? Speaking you know? of, speaking of that, we've got Al Snow. Wait, you know what? We're we're fine. We we'll definitely have enough time. Yeah, this time. Yeah. So Al Snow yeah. is in the green room waiting for us, but we'll get him. We'll get him. That's uh, not. We don't want to bring him on too. Early. No, no, no. He's fine. He's probably finishing dinner or something as it is anyway. Well, um, he's he's a veteran, yeah. and he should uh, go and you know. He's a, a main eventer. Now we're waiting for the main event for him. Yeah. No good call. Hey, I wanted Meany. I wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to sure. Uh, to Patreon member, Pod Squad member, yeah. Devin Miller, uh, who is actually, and I'll show you so you can see this here. Uh, not sure why this is the color that it is showing up on our screen, but um, it's not really helpful to be black font on a black background. Uh, but Devin Miller, hello everyone, live from the birth center, no baby yet. Uh, they're thinking ah. tomorrow, but um, Devin is... <laughs> waiting for his baby to be born and is spending that time live with us. Um, that is Thank dedication. You. We really appreciate that. Um, there has we need been... like a play-by-play guy there. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm outside the delivering room and uh, nothing yet. Back to you. We're at two and a half centimeters. 
Uh, Meany, from from what I'm seeing here, obviously crowning has not happened yet, um, but I am seeing a little bit more sweat. Speak on the for brown. yourself, Josh. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Josh. I just had a big sandwich. Oh my! Big lunch. Uh, Jeffrey I'm, Mitchell I'm posted crowning. on our uh, our our Patreon exclusive Facebook page, which you could join if you went to patreoncom slash Mind of the Meany. Um, you want to be one of the cool kids? Yeah, Jeffrey Mitchell asked uh, Devin if he would be naming the baby Josh or Meany. Um, so I, I don't understand. There's a such thing as a first name and a middle name, so I don't understand why it's Josh or Meany. But whatever, that's fine to each his own. Could, could um, be Josh Meany. Yeah, I mean, look—is sure. this Meany's show? Yes. Am I the one who brought it up? Yes. So whatever you do, you do what you <laughs> what feels right to you, Devin. Um, but I will say that, you know, Joshua is a biblical name, whereas Meany is, you know, pop culture. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, um, uh, term blue Meany was, it, it was a term in the UK for the police. Here comes the blue Meanies. Yeah. So then when, um, you know, the Beatles needed a villain, the, the villain was the blue Meany, which was the authorities. But also, you're really selling that as a name for his child, right? Yeah, Blue Meanie was also the name of, a nickname for a form of currency in the UK. Like during the uh, the hardened times, people are like, oh man, I'm down to that last Blue Meanie. It's just staring at me, you know, wow. in his wallet, you know. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> in a while. Uh, unfortunately, my wife won on the name, but I have the BWO onesie ready to go. Oh, Devin, that's oh, awesome, man. my man. Very cool. Well, hey, you know what? We, uh, Which we you are, can get at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bluemini. Yeah, that is true. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bluemini. That's a great place to go, actually, if you're looking for a BWO onesie. Um, <laughs> but, Devin, uh, please keep us posted. If the baby happens to be born live on the air, uh, we'll just bring you on. Well, I'll send you. Yeah. I'll send you a link, and you'll just pop on for us to see the baby live on the air. Uh, yeah. Not the birthing experience, but the baby like breaking post news. <laughs> breaking breaking news. We're about to uh, show you the uh, the the last act in the miracle of life. Um, breaking water. Yikes. Um. But yeah, uh, really excited for you, man. That's really cool. Um, if I remember correctly, this is your first. Um, and uh, even if it's not, still just as cool. But um, absolutely. But awesome, awesome. We're really happy that, for you, and the fact that you're choosing to uh, to spend this time with us uh, makes me, first of all, wonder what your wife's doing and is she okay with the fact that you're just yeah hopefully this isn't we're not getting you heat with the missus um but uh but hey you know what who doesn't have heat with the missus uh there was a blue meanie character in nickelodeon show uh real monsters says uh says a bale shackle ford and there was a reference in the latest uh superhero movie i forget which one though uh, Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. is like, oh, I'm over here with this blue meanie staring at me or something like that. <laughs> nice. Which uh, my mentions blew up over. But uh, I doubt it was about me, but I'm not going to turn it down. It's more than likely <laughs> referencing you. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Me and Robert are like this. Yeah. Oh, you call um, him Robbie. Robbie. But, you 
Uh, Sean I call Jones. Him Downey. What's up? I call him Downey. What's up, Downey? Down. Yeah. I call him down. I call him down pillow. <laughs> I don't. F- what? Um, it's late. Uh, it's, it's Tuesday. Late. Huh? It's Tuesday. I mean Monday. No, it's two. Well, it's Tuesday and Monday. That's the beauty somebody's of my painting outside, and I'm getting high off of fumes right now. Oh so. man, I know, and I'm just just doing going old school, doing some coke. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, oh, apparently Vanessa says Avengers Endgame. So she was she was paying attention Correct. to it. Uh, uh, Devin says there's no heat, but thanks us for the kind words and positive thoughts. Um, yeah, in all seriousness, Absolutely. man, sending uh, some positive thoughts is a really exciting time. Um, You're a braver man than me. Yeah. Either that or, or you know. You're I, just... I, 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 dude, I admire anybody who wants to have kids, but not for me. I'm just scared. I'd, I can barely uh, take care of myself. We had some friends over the other day um, who they just have their kids like match up in age to my kids. And like they just have they have a two month old where I have uh, a child who is 10 months older than that. Um, and she's talking. She's like, yeah, she's like, we I think we're going to try for a fourth like this summer. And I was like, I looked at my wife and got this like panic because my wife's always like, it's so great how like we match up perfectly. You know, like we, we both are oldest, both girls are the same age, then the boys in the middle, then the boys, the third ones are boys. And so like the fourth one's like, yeah, well, we'll find out. Is it a boy or a girl? And then that's the type of dog we'll get, you know, because um, I'm. You do, uh, the Ri- do you do the Ric Flair beg off? No, yeah. no, no. Uh, <laughs> shaking my head left and right now. Just then, then I'll, you know, face then flop I'll in the, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. in the eyes. Get the hell out of there. Powder. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it, it's it's a uh, grab her by the trunks or pour into the corner into the buckle. Oh, God, no, that's how we got the third kid. No, so oh. no, yeah, no, that no, was no. that that was always my move. I'd no beg off, beg USA. off, and pull them in. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean Jones. On more serious note, Sean Jones. As we heard the Sean, news about up, uh, Don West, uh, I did hear the news. Um, sent yes. out, you heard as well, Meanie. Yeah, Don, big, yeah. big, uh, big thoughts out to uh, Don West, one of the coolest guys you'll ever want to meet. Such an awesome, awesome dude. Like you feel better about life after you meet Don West. Yep. Just like, he, why can't I be that nice? Yeah, he is just in so much energy. Like we, when I was at Starcast, that's when I met him. At I don't yeah, know, it, was the same. Fir- it must have been the first Starcast or this, definitely the second one. Actually, I'm I'm lying. I met him at TNA, but go on. All right, big shot. Um, but <laughs> no, but I, when I met him there, and it was like the, the first time. But the next time I saw him at another Starcast, he remembered yeah. my name, which was crazy to me because I did one Joshua short, one short interview, and he's like coming. He's like it, like he's like yelling to me from across the hall, like, "When are we doing an interview? When are we doing an interview? You got you want me to do an interview now? Let's do one. Let's do one." And then we're like doing the interview. He's like, "Oh, we got so many great things here right now. We got a, a rookie card, you know." And it's like. He the, and he was totally putting on the the thing that everybody like knows him as, but putting over my show into it like it was so cool. Um, he and, uh, they 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 spoofed him on Saturday Night Live. Didn't yeah. They? Oh yeah. That's amazing. Your pop culture, you've made it. Yeah. You know. And he is. Uh, 
I, I've always loved Don West, and I, I just and and getting Same. to know him very, very briefly, uh, you know, actually getting to know him outside of just being a fan of of seeing him on TV. Um, a, a nicer guy you'll never meet. So, uh, yeah. sending our our prayers and love and thoughts and vibes and and what have you. Send it, send it on over his way because he is, uh, I believe, getting ready to start chemo. Um, for a, a brain rough, tumor, man. and uh, but he so seems incredibly positive about it. Um, very much so. The way that I read his message was, uh, and this is the message he sent everyone. I did not get a personal message. Um, <laughs> the the uh, the the way that I read his message very much seemed like, you know, hey, we're hoping that this chemo is going to kind of kick this thing real quickly, and then we'll be good to go. Like it wasn't a you know, um, so. But regardless, man, a brain tumor, cancer or no cancer, a brain tumor is a freaking brain tumor, you know? And I have a friend who just had uh, had a brain tumor removed uh, a couple weeks ago. And oh she God. she just turned 38, which is insane. And, That's um, so and she's, young. Yeah, and she's starting her chemo and everything. And, and, you know, and she'll kick its ass and it'll be fine. But, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things, man, where it just creeps up out of... Like that's, you know. It, anyway, our thoughts are with him. Um, Absolutely, fuck cancer. Yeah. Uh, but you know, love Don West. Uh, I I was in one of the green, in the green room with him at one of the Starcasts, and it just like, you know, we were talking. And he just showed me like his house, like he lives in this real beautiful area, and like it was like photos of his his house while it was snowing is like, dude, that's like a fucking postcard right there. Uh, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I thought, you know, Bischoff had a scenic place <laughs> where he lived and then I saw Don West. I was like, holy shit, that's beautiful. You, well, but we all know he's, how he's Don be- West got that. Took one of those rookie well, cards with him. Yeah. yeah. Rookie cards. I, I want to say, I uh, probably not, but, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, not Dave, not David Spade. They, uh, Will Farrell. Chris Farley. Did Chris, Chris Farley, Farley do him? I thought Maybe. it was Will Farrell. Oh, well, wrong. then me, you're probably right. Maybe it was Chris probably... Farley. I don't know. Maybe it was older. I, I'm like, whoever it was did such a good job. I'm just picturing Don West. Um, yeah. Swimming. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Chris. I'm thinking of Farley doing John Croc. Never mind. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, again, I, Don West, man, you're in our thoughts. Shout yeah. out to him and best wishes and and uh, you know and he'll he'll uh, he'll be back and 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 better than ever. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I feel good about it. Uh, hey, if if positive if a positive attitude lends itself in any way towards recovery, then he yeah. he's good to go because uh, that is one uplifting guy. Uh, I definitely I definitely believe in positive uh, thoughts. Agreed. You know. Uh, making you better physically, yeah. you know, forget mentally, but physically, if you can will yourself uh, into a positive situation and you really think about like, I, th- I think the mind is a, is an amazing thing. And if you use it towards the positive and like, I, like I said, when I, before I got into wrestling, I visualized a lot of the shit that I've been able to do in, in the business, you know, before, you know, Raven and, Stevie, you know, got their hands on me and brought me into the fold. I visualized myself in their faction, 
you know, and just yeah. uh, things happen. So if you're in a bad situation and you think things are the pits and things are the worst and they're thinking, you think there's no hope in sight, just visualize yep. what you want to do, what your goals are, how you could possibly achieve it. Just fucking do it, man. And then I, I, I totally believe in that. And I think, you know, with a situation like this, you know, positivity will help him get through the worst things. I'm not saying it's a cure-all. I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's going sure, to, sure. to see uh, medical professionals. But a positive mental approach certainly helps. You know, it's it's not the main course, but it's definitely dessert <laughs> in this situation, you know. so. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a, uh, I definitely think there's a correlation between positivity and, uh, and your health for sure. Um, but Cause I uh, see people yeah. who are fucking curmudgeons, you know, I, 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 like I went to school with this kid. He, and I was in third grade with this kid and he was like an old man before he was even fucking <laughs> past 10. Yeah. And then like, he, I met, I ran into him. Yeah, you know, twenty years later, same fucking miserable, curmudgeonous. Oh well, everything sucks. Yeah, you know? and I was like, dude, you were like that when you were fucking seven. <laughs> if you're you seven know, years think, old and things already suck, I feel like, yeah, he was smoking fucking Paul Malls and fucking just you know at seven. Yeah, yeah, just fucking sitting there. Ah, oh, we all knew the that old kid. lady. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously though, like, uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you're around and you're just bitching and complaining and not being a part of the solution, yep. You know you're gonna be like that forever. But if you can actually visualize how things could be better and work towards that, I mean, it seems like no shit logic, right? But some people right. don't get that. No, they don't, and which is sad. It's sad because yeah, you know, we talked about a couple. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was starting to talk to you about like just how like down I'd been feeling looking at social media, looking at the news oh, yeah. and all that stuff. And it was really interesting yeah. because during that time, while I was in the in the process of talking about that, it was when we found out about New Jack. And yeah. there was something to that where I really was just like, I was like, wow, like here here you are just kind of being down because Freaking wrestling Twitter is a depressing place to be. Yeah. It's bringing you down and all yep. this negativity in the world. And then you look at it and you go, and this guy's gone just like yeah. that. And it kind of, I took that and re- and it was just like, okay, I need to reevaluate some things, you know, and, and not take things as seriously and, 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 and unfollow people and block things. And it's a beautiful thing, that block button, you know, um, yeah, and look, the world, the world's always going to suck in a way. There are parts of this world. When we look back on the greatest times in the, in our lives, you know, something bad was going on for somebody else at that time. And I don't mean that to be negative. I mean that to be, that's the reality, you know? Mm-hmm. So all we can focus on is our reality because unfortunately we can't fix the world. We can't, I, I wish if there was a way that I could say or do something that would, you know, all terrible things would be gone. All, you know, everybody, everyone would have food. Everyone would have shelter. Everyone would have love, you know, like it's, you can't do that. So what you can do 
though, is focus on yourself, focused on your world around you, and yeah. and not allow social media and things like that and people from other parts of the world that isn't your circle, isn't your your universe, and they're yeah, invading keep that their small. negativity. Yeah. So, like, I I've learned to keep my circle small. You know, there's yeah. a few people who know things about me nobody knows. They know my people I could go to and talk to and trust. You know, mm-hmm. there's, I've, I've been tr- had that trust betrayed over the years, stuff like that. And like when you told me that you, that you killed that guy, and I swore to you, I would not. I'm not telling anyone about it. Uh, you know, Exhibit A. Yeah, Exhibit that's what I'm a. saying. Like I'm not. I appreciate <laughs> being a part of that circle. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you got to do that, man. Because the uh, I love how you're like, wor- <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Who <laughs> killed a guy? What? No, <laughs> no, he deserved it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's a cowboy fan, so. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch what's happening here. You got to go to Patreon to see. That's why you got to pay the big bucks. Yep. So you judge for yourself uh, based on Meanie's look that he gave. Oh, boy. He was a Cowboys fan. Well, that's just the look you give when you find out someone's a Cowboys fan. Dude, my resting face, people think I'm always angry. Like, people who don't know me, I'm just like this. <laughs> and they look at me like, is he, is he pissed? And it's like, no, it's just my eyebrows. I look like Ernest Borgnine. I, I will say, I was watching the, uh, the Bret Hart documentary on A&E. Not literally, but, like, I got big fucking out-of-control eyebrows. Go ahead. <laughs> don't we all? Um, but, uh, I was watching the Bret Hart and anything where he's talking about, uh, he's talking about his son, Dallas. Oh, and he's like, well, I was watching, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. They were my favorite team at the time. And I was like, oh no. Cause he liked the Lakers too. What the yeah, fuck? I was like, oh no, but, but Brett, <laughs> you're my, f- but you're my favorite Brett. Let me guess. You like the Yankees too. Do you Brett? Huh? Oh man. Cowboys fans. Uh, Cowboys fans like, uh, they like the Lakers. They like the Yankees. And, uh, oh, my God. Uh, who is Coach K, the coach of? I forget. Um, um, the Blue Devils, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. They like. Uh, I don't know college sports that much. But. I'm trying to think what else the Cowboys fans like. Um, oh, uh, they love when uh, children's Christmas presents get, uh, they burn in a fire. They love that. Yes. Uh, slaughtering of puppies. Big fans. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. And look, and that's whatever. Enjoy your team. I'm just these are just facts of what how you feel. Um, Sean says I have a resting angry face too. People always assume I'm mad about something. Sean, I'm going to tell you that's true. When we do Zoom calls and stuff, you do always kind of have that like where it's like, all right, Sean's here. He he may kick my ass for something. I don't know what I said or did, but man, he looks. At, and then you're just in a good mood. So yeah. Sean's got this wrap this shit up face. Just- yeah. Let's get this over with. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of your call. eyebrows, you know, I saw people yes. on Patreon, they were able to see that you were kind of grooming yourself a minute ago. Like a cat. Yeah, yeah. and I just, uh, it got me thinking, Meanie, that summer's coming. It I mean, is. It's, yeah, I mean, it's breathing heavy. It, it, is, it, is, almost, it is almost here. Uh, yes. My question to you, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? 
I kind of do when I go to the ring, half of it at least. Yeah, are you ready to get that other <laughs> half? You ready to peel that half shirt and those date? Well, keep the Daisy Dukes on, but yeah, I'll spare you. Um, well, listen, if if you're ready, <laughs> you're in luck because our friends Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right as I stuttered through it. The 4.0. <laughs> Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY20. Uh, man, it, it's uh, it's time to bundle up with Manscaped uh, Performance Package 4.0 MEANY. Inside this package, you'll find, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. I know you're a fan of that. The Crop Absolutely. Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Toner, uh, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Uh, well, I guess the Boxer Briefs are there to hold your goodies, too, if you know what I mean. Uh... First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane and, dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. The goat of ball trimmers. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and give you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Meanie, this is like, honestly, we're getting to the point here where I'm so excited about this. I'm forgetting that this is to trim my balls. I'm like, what a fun <laughs> toy this is going to be. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I've got this light and this RPM motor. And where am I driving to? And then it's like, no, it's not that. It's just to trim your ball hair. Hey, man. Uh, look, what more does you know, Manscaped have to do man, to help you take care of yourself? And like you said, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the weed whacker. Uh, as you know, I... Uh, I have uh, trimmed up the beard. Looks I, I got a haircut, but what I gotta do? Oh, thank you. Uh, what I, I I polished it off with trimming up the nose hairs, trimming up the ear hair, and getting a lot of compliments. And uh, the, that's thanks to uh, Manscape and the Weed Whacker, and uh, you know uh, all their all, the, the cool thing I like about their products is they're they're they they cut great, but they're not loud. They're not noisy. No, Nothing not. worse than having like, you know, you're trimming your your nose and your ear hair, and it sounds like you know there's a like a, a literal like yeah. It's real quiet, real discreet, real discreet. If, yeah, like, I can't even say discreet, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but what if you're going into what if you're going to the bathroom? You're just like, all right, look, like I want to, you know, you, you know, you you're going to the bathroom, you're like, hmm, you use a little quick trim down there. It wouldn't be the end of the world. All of a sudden, and, no would know. and everyone's like, what are you doing in there? Huh? What are yeah. you doing in there? It's like, none of your business what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? But yeah, man, they, they make everything so easy and so discreet and so complete. Uh, you know, they even give you a little piece of paper to put it in newspaper to put it on the floor so you don't get hair all over Incredible. the place. It's yeah. Incredible. It's thoughtful. But did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof too? 
in the shower in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level the performance package 4.0 also includes as we mentioned the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear the weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a nine thousand rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes and then when i'm shoving something in my delicate hole i want to make sure that there aren't any nicks snags or tugs that's for sure seal the deal with manscapes liquid formulations before heading outside Use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then, after trimming the lawn and whacking the old weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Meaning, I got to tell you, some of this uh, stuff you put on, the ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver, it's been a lot of conversation about how it it, it uh, it's an anti-chafing uh, lotion as well. And I'm heading to the beach uh, yes. with the family, and I got to tell you, if 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 you've never experienced wearing a bathing suit and having to walk <laughs> an extended period of time, yeah, it is very painful and uncomfortable. Yeah, um, you end up doing the the, uh, the gingerbread man walk. Yep. Doing the old waddle, the old waddle squats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not anymore, thanks to Manscaped. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Or, as uh, Vanessa had said, save a bundle and shave your grundle. For shoot though, man, they got that foot spray that's really good too. You told me about that. I haven't gotten that yet. It's nice. I, you I, know I what you do? You take get, like before you go to bed, take a nice hot shower, clean you know everything, you know, clean between the toes, and you dry your feet off. Spray that fucking foot foot the uh, the foot duster or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. It's got uh, tea tea tree oil in there and stuff like that. Very nice. Your your feet feel nice and cool. It's like a cooling sensation on your feet. It's like ah. Uh, and if you're on your feet all day or walking, like, you know, I'll spend enough time on my feet to where, like, I feet, my feet feel like they're on fire. <laughs> and I just, I sit down and I was like, I'm not getting up. But, like, you, you go and, uh, you know, I like to take a shower before I go to bed. I spray my feet and I just feel so good afterwards. Uh, Liam says that I'm uh, reminding him of Tom Anderson from Beavis and Butthead. Weren't you the boys that were whacking off in my tool shed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that that uh, that's something I've just been doing since high school. The what thing? Uh, actually, when yeah. I had a, a high school band, we named our our our, uh, our album was called "Say What." Um, and that came from my buddies over at Talking with Friends, which you can find Mind of the Meanie uh, YouTube channel, youtubecom slash Mind of the Meanie. But uh, it used to be, I believe, it was a a Matt Mangle thing where he would like burp. And then he would like burp and he'd turn to you and go, what? And oh. just 
blow it right into your face. It was terrible. Like, that's like nuclear strength right there. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? It's te- awful, awful. <laughs> oh, it's just night. No, 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 no. That was me recreating. Oh, recreating. You know, like, yeah, you let out the little burp, and then you just let the, let out the slow. Yep, and oh, you it gets just you. nuke somebody across the dinner table. Like Liam know? says I should keep doing it. Well, I will. Little, I've been doing it for twenty years. I'm gonna keep doing it now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Manscape. Uh, it's, yeah, know, no bullshit, no. man. Uh, we're past the ad part. Yeah, uh, they're yeah, they're shit. There's really no music good. playing uh, anymore. Yeah, they're. Um, they're fucking uh, the bag they they put that stuff in is really nice. Yeah. Uh, the charging cords are really cool. It's like uh, and it take doesn't take that long to charge things up. Like the battery lasts long, but the, the recharge it's like nothing. Yeah. So. No, it's a, it's a good uh, good. It's a great product, and uh, it's a, it's a gooder company. product. Gooder. Um. Liam says, I want to ask, what kind of dessert topping do you like on your pie? What's that? Yeah. Um, let's see. We'll see. It's a deep cut. We'll see if he's a real listener. Um, <laughs> um, what's happening now? I think everything just went silent for us. Oh, he went Hello? with Cool Whip. I was looking for you to go pie. Um, but cool whip, I got gotcha. you. All right, Liam. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I got what you're, I picked up what yeah, you're laying man. down. Um, but, uh, I love cherry pie. I love blueberry pie. I just love pie. Pie. Yeah. I mean, you can be picky about cake, but pie. Pie is pie. Pie. Is pie, pie, pie is pie is warm pie. pie with, you know? Warm pie with some ice cream on top. Oh, man. We're doing a, uh gonna do a little like waffle bar for the uh for my son's first birthday it's just like that so one cool. family coming over and you know you have like four kids who are just gonna you know have fun um and uh i had to pick up the ingredients today and i'm just like i'm like this this is gonna be delicious and i'm all i'm thinking about <laughs> is the leftover stuff where we're like well they only ate one waffle each so now we've got, you know, what's dessert going to look like that night? So, um, yeah. yeah. Pie. Pie. Um, hey, uh, before we get into Ask Meanie, which is something we enjoy doing here at Mind of the Meanie every week. Um, it really I, is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, you know what, Meanie, why don't, we, why don't we just do it? And then I'll ask you the thing I was going to ask you. <laughs> you want to do it? It counts. All right. I would love to. Ask me something. All right. Devin Miller says, Waffle Bar can't hide money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that cracked me up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey. I, just, I, I hope one day that all of our listeners reach the, uh, the comfort financially uh, to be able to lay out a bunch of Eggo Mickey Mouse shaped waffles, some sprinkles, and some uh, some whipped cream. Uh, so, got that, that's the hey, that's the dream. Just keep, uh, yeah. Um, one day, you too, if you work hard, can defrost the uh, 
You, you, you'll be able to Lego my ego. Uh, anyway, uh, my question for you, Meanie, is did you see the Dark Side of the Ring Dynamite Kid episode, and what did you think of it? Man, oh, yeah, well, Dark Side's been knocking it out of the park this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so far. Uh, but, yeah, man, Dynamite Kid, that's another story that's been on the list of, man, that story needs to be told yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, the story they told is just a little bit of the, the story, but, man, it's just uh, a matter of, you know, be, <laughs> not, I don't know if it's a matter of be careful who you uh, become a fan of, but sometimes your heroes will disappoint you in a way. Um, yeah. Look, dude, I was a huge Still am huge British Bulldogs fan. One of the best tag teams ever. Uh, they don't get talked about enough. And uh, Dynamite Kid alone was one of the most influential wrestlers ever. Sure. You know, you see the style that's going on now. And I mean, that's to me, that's the derivative right of the Dynamite Kid and his, his work ethic. And, um, it was you know, he, he, he yeah. I mean, he, he didn't have an easy life. Uh, that's the one thing I wish they were going to, like, kind of touched on his childhood, you know. He started wrestling at 14, 15 in the, uh, the Snake Pit gym and, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, going through some crazy shit. And then, um, you know, he, he goes on to Calgary, becomes a wrestler. Uh, this isn't like a book report, but, you know, um, Eventually, you know, it just becomes one of those things like, you know, save your body, you know, just, um, I mean, he did a lot of things that were like insane, like a diving headbutt to, you know, from the top rope to the floor onto the concrete. And that was something that they, they, they very briefly touched on, which was CTE. I, I totally, I, I, and I'm not making excuses for the man. But uh, I mean, he did what he did. Well, you have a guy whose whose move is a flying headbutt, and I I understand a work is a work, whatever. But you're, it's a flying headbutt. It's still, you know, what I mean, yeah. like there's still things are shaking and rattling around. The stuff as that we're he, learning, yeah, yeah. The stuff that he did, the the way that he worked, the impact that he took, and he was not a big guy at all. Right. Not like if you look some of those older pictures. As a guy who with a lot of a lot of work in the gym and a lot of steroid abuse. Um, of course. And, and and abuse is the the way that they described it. I mean it was abuse. I, I'm not a I'm not a, a anti steroids guy. Um, Me neither. I think it has its place. I think it can be used in a in a positive way. Um, used moderately, yeah. it could be beneficial. Um but But uh, like if you if you if you ever watched uh little sidebar here if you ever watched the documentary uh bigger stronger faster mm-hmm. which is about steroids mm-hmm. and the guy's giving off this list of uh side effects and he's like you know what that's from overuse of children's vitamins mm. <laughs> you know yep. if you use something you use anything too much it could be bad for you <laughs> you know it's it's true and i but i look at you know dynamite kid and it was impossible for me at least and i, I really wanted the reason i brought this up i wanted your take on it um it was impossible not to think of Chris Benoit. 
Of course. And because Chris, 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 Chris Benoit ben- was a carbon copy of Dynamite Kid. He oh. idolized the man. I think he partially trained with him in Calgary. But uh, there's photos of Chris as a, a young kid with yeah. Dynamite. And that's something we've all known is, I mean, every every move from the snap suplex to the diving mm-hmm. headbutt, of course, so much of Chris Benoit's arsenal and everything that he did was mm-hmm. from the Dynamite Kid. And he would have been the first one to tell you. This wasn't like some... And, un, you and know, that's, some, why, some that's why I fell in love with Chris Benoit. That's why mm-hmm. I fell in love with Chris Benoit as a wrestler, you know, yeah. and... You know, uh, later on there was um, there's a radio show, I th- live action, uh, live action, live action wrestling or live audio wrestling. The Law for out in, up in Canada, they had like a Dynamite and Benoit one. This is like around two, uh, the year two thousand, January two thousand, maybe. Wow. And uh, you know, this is post career Dynamite, and he came on to be interviewed, and they brought in Benoit, and it was kind of cool to hear them and talking and stuff like that but you know uh dynamite did some crazy shit man yeah and uh but you look at the i think i'm sorry i think eventually down the line he uh once you know you're alone with your thoughts you think of some of the things you've done you 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 grow to regret it and there's that scene where his daughter uh says she flew over to uh england from canada and walked it and walked in and it was like they hadn't Mr. Bean, and then she started crying. He's like, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. And then they had, like, moments together, and he uh, apologized without really apologizing. They had, like, that, a moment, you know, they had a moment where, like, you know, he kind of said sorry without directly saying I'm sorry. I think he I think he went to bed. I think he went to his death with a lot of regrets, yeah. which is, you know. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, the last couple of decades of his life, in a wheelchair, and you know, from a career guy, cut short, career cut short from a guy who he ended up in the wheelchair because right. of a need to show how strong he was, how much bigger he was than people anticipated, and it landed him in in such a negative way. And you know, when I say like I couldn't help but think of Chris Benoit, it was the fact that Chris Benoit followed a very similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we, we learn about the CTE with, with Benoit, which is something that's a fact. That's something we know. Um, yeah. Again, this is not me excusing or, you know, trying to minimize or making any excuse or anything for, for Chris Benoit and what happened. Right. But I personally, right or wrong, like it, it's, I almost feel like, you feel sorry for the guy in the beginning. You feel sorry for the the for the dynamite kid the guy- in the early days or the Chris Benoit in the early days because you feel like that, whether it was a CTE or drug or something like that, changed them into somebody else. Everybody right. makes their choices. Everybody every bump was their choice. Every, you know, mm-hmm. needle was their choice. And I'm not saying they were victims. What I am saying is you feel bad because you look at it and you have to imagine a guy like a, a Chris Benoit or a guy like Dynamite Kid, you'd imagine that they never would have thought that they were capable of doing the types of things that they did later on. And, and Dynamite Kid, you know, God, we were, they were how close 
to who knows how close they were to that being an actual, you know, yeah. murder suicide situation. And right. thank God that didn't happen uh, with that. Right. And, and unfortunately, and it makes me sick thinking about Chris Benoit and his family. And but it's a horrible thing, and that was my takeaway with it was just the you know, CTE aspect. I, 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 and maybe again, maybe that's an excuse. Cause we don't know with dynamite kid, but it just looks. Yeah. But even as, even if, even his wife said, you know, his wife, you know, who, you know, he went, she went all the, his wife who went through all that stuff with him said, I still love the man. I just yeah. hated some of the things that happened. And she, she said, we don't know about everything with the CTE and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, and it's a cautionary tale, you know. I talked about this last week where, you know, if I say something, I'm not, I don't like why I see a, a young wrestler doing a thing and they go, well, you were in ECW. Well, yeah, guess where I got that fucking opinion? Because I was in ECW and I saw what it does to people. I saw, I hate to bring them up again. I saw what it did with the Axel, I, Balls Mahoney, you know. Look at Perry Saturn, you know, yeah. just, uh, you know, it takes a physical fucking toll, you know, and those who uh, don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's why I tell you, to, you know, try to tell these kids, you know, take it easy, you know, and, you know, that's why I'm kind of glad there's like a documentary like Dark Side of the Ring to show this and hopefully somebody watches it and goes, well, shit, maybe I should, uh, you know, yeah. not do such you know, uh, kamikaze type style stunts. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you're going to do one, you know, at least save it for a fucking big show. And even then that's probably, you probably shouldn't have done it anyway, right. but the business is a fucking work for a fucking reason, you know? So, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a cautionary tale, man. Uh, you know, I can still, like Lance Storm said, I can still enjoy his matches, but there's some things he's did, you know, you kind of wish he didn't do. And it's and that's a tough thing. There are a lot of people who can't watch a Chris Benoit match, and and I'm one of them. Depending on the day, because I, when I think of you know not to take anything away from from you know uh, from Nancy, right. but when I think of that little boy, I, I can't I can't even look at like if I'm watching a Chris Benoit match, I can enjoy it for the art of what it was. Yeah. But if I think about that little boy and I go too far into that rabbit hole of, of allowing my mind to think about it, 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 yeah. it's not a good thing to think about. It's just, you know. There's some, I'll, I'll say this too, and this ain't an excuse either, but the wrestling and business in itself, once you get to a certain level, mentally, it, it makes you a different person. Uh I was nowhere near their level of success or anything, but, you know, my run in WWE, I kind of turned into a little bit of a, a, a curmudgeon or just like a little bit, you become paranoid, you become angry, the slightest thing can set you off just because you're away from home and comforts of home and then you got dealing with shit that's going on back at home that you can't handle because you're not there and then you're hurting, you're aching and, you know, you you go to, you go to, you know, uh, you show up to the hotel, you go to bed, you know, late and you got to wake up early for a 6 a.m. flight to go to the next town or drive to the next town. And you're always in this constant of 
constant state of what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I said, I was nowhere near the level of a Chris Benoit or Dynamite Kid, but even I went a little bit batshit crazy. I can imagine them on as high as their level of success and stature on top of, you know, the aches, pains, traveling, uh, whatever you need to do to wake up in the morning, whatever you need to do to go to sleep at night. And then again, and with the CTE and doing all that crazy shit and taking shots to the head unnecessarily and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Pro wrestling would be a toxic cocktail. I mean, there's a lot of people on my, uh, my name is Earl list. I, I probably should go back and apologize for being a jerk to just because they caught me on the right, you know, the wrong day. You know, one day I come home from uh, a two, two or three week road trip. I, I go in my bedroom. I drop my bags. I, Take a nasty plunge on the bed. <laughs> my grandma, my poor grandma, knocks on the door. Brian, uh, the doctor's office across the street wants to know if you could bring over some eight by tens. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just meanie went sleepy. Uh, you know, and you know, I, later on I apologized, but I was like, look, no, <laughs> no. I'm in my house. I've been in a hotel. I've been living. You live Groundhog's Day every day. You know, airport, hotel, arena, road, back to the hotel, back to the airport. It's a vicious cycle on top of the physical mental abuse you go through. So, again, not excuses, but it's a, you know, you know, roll that up in one ball and all the other shit. It's it's a rough lifestyle. And that's why I could kind of sympathize with certain things. There's no excuse but you kind of go, yeah, I could kind of see where that went wrong. You know. Um, question here from, uh, it's a two-part question from Mark and Dryden, um, which is kind of the, we talked about the more, the, the, the serious side of the real life side of something like what, what this question is. But this is more talking about it from the business side. Uh, part one, can ECW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or TNA's X Division be blamed for modern wrestling being the way it is? Tons of false finishes, no selling finishes, etc. And part two, are there other organizations that can be blamed? And what do you, what do you two think of the state of today's product? And the reason I felt like that was kind of like a, like a, 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 a nice partner to what we were just talking about was the style can dictate, you know, like you, you've said numerous times now, ECW, your time in ECW is what's formed your opinion of don't do this. Don't, you know, but we have professional wrestling style today is very much a a train wreck. Um, You, you talked about it last week and it was, uh, you have your quote and Lance Storm had his quote and, but in essence, to paraphrase both of you, it's, it's pretty much once upon a time you took care of each other and everybody yeah. thought it was real. Now you tell everybody it's fake and beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. So um, do you think ECW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or the X Division can be blamed for modern wrestling being the way it is with all the false finishes and no selling finishes, etc.? Well, shit. I remember watching All Japan back in the 90s. and Somebody hit a big-ass brain buster and then one, two, kick out. And guy grabbed the move and hit it again <laughs> until like there's a finish. Like, look, there's no nothing wrong with like false finishes, but like you know, like it, 
an inside cradle would be a false finish or shoot a mango for a backslide. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, a little bit of a falsy there, you know, you know, you know, during the baby face comeback and stuff like that. Yeah. But now the days, you know, the false finish is like the do, false do finish, your regular is, finish off the top rope and kick out at two and three quarters. It's like, which makes your finisher look like meaningless, you know, yeah. that's like when, you know, Jake, the stake Robert said, yeah, let them all do the, DDT because it only took me one time to get the fucking pinfall. And that's what I've always said about the young bucks with the super kick party. I hate it. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely, and this not, is no disrespect. Young bucks have never been anything but super, super cool to me. Great guys. Um, great people. I have no, I don't mean this disrespecting them, but from a psychology standpoint, the way that I was right. taught wrestling, the way that I've understood wrestling for whatever my opinion is worth I look at that and I go, Shawn Michaels knew how to throw a kick. Stevie Richards knew how to throw a kick. Yeah. The Young Bucks don't know how to throw a kick. And someone goes, what are you talking about? The Young Bucks, they do super kicks all the time. Well, no, it takes two guys, five to ten super kicks, to knock a guy off of his feet. The way I look at that is I go, my four-year-old kicks harder than you. Right. Like, that to me is psychology because if you if I kick you in the face and you're still standing there, then the first time we go, Meanie's a tough dude. Yeah. Then I kick you again and you go, shit, Meanie's really tough. Then by the third or fourth time you start thinking, I don't know how tough Meanie is. I think Josh's kicks might really suck. Like <laughs> Josh might be really fucking weak here, and and you know, and it starts. Or why? To or, or 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 why did Meanie stand there and take four of them in a row? Why didn't he just move? Why, or why didn't he put his freaking hands up at one point? Yeah, why is it? Yeah, what, but, is this Mike Tyson's but, punch out. You got him to the point where Meanie's just bobbling around. He's phased. He can't do it. You know, people are pounding Meanie's buttons, but he can't move. Like it. It's it's. Yeah, it's one thing to hit me with a super kick, and you don't knock me out. And if it doesn't, you know, if you have to hit me five times, then shame on me for standing there for the right. next four. You know, yeah. be like fuck this. And that's you way. know, people will always talk about like Orange Cassidy and like oh, it kills the business. Orange Cassidy would do those little kicks and then you know the stuff like that. No one sells them. No one's right. selling the little kicks. You're looking at it right. going like this mother. Like what are you doing? And then he'll do something crazy and quick and fast and catch you off guard. That's like a, a psyching you out type deal. But the yeah. Bucks lulling so, you to sleep. Yeah, a lot of the Bucks moves in general, like the Meltzer driver. I look at the Meltzer driver and I go, I go, like it's cool, but the flip isn't necessary, and like, and that's more of like a showcasing type thing, right? And I get that yeah. it's showmanship. They're putting on a little extra flair onto it. But mm-hmm. some of their moves, you look at it and you're going, why did you just flip 16 times to do this one move? You could have just punched him in the face. And it's right. like a psychology thing. And look, Bucks are doing all right for themselves. You know, They're not going to lose oh, yeah. because Josh Chernoff thinks their psychology is a little off. And I, and I get that and I respect that. And I wish nothing but success for them. But do you think, to get back to the question, Meanie, do you think these promotions are to be blamed for it? Or do you think, I mean, the mere fact that he listed ECW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, X Division, and TNA, 
kind of shows you that it was more of an overall evolution of the business, more so than it was one specific company, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, let me go to, since we're on Patreon, I'll paint a picture. It'll go back to the, uh, the man of the T-shirt I'm wearing right now, Eddie Van Halen, right? Mm-hmm. Greatest, one of the greatest guitar players ever. I'll put him. I'll put him. You know, I think he's the greatest ever. If you want to see Jimi Hendrix, I'll go. Okay, I'll give you Jimi Hendrix. But Eddie, uh, to me, is the best guitar player in the world. And then once Eddie Van Halen came out, everybody tried to kind of do the Eddie Van Halen thing, but it came more uh became more of an imitation mm-hmm. than the genuine art- article. Eddie said, "There's." I do the, like with the finger tapping, he goes, mm-hmm. I do the finger tapping as a certain way of expression. People do, other people do the finger tapping as a trick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the, that's the, that's the thing with wrestling. People, you know, guys back in the day did things for a certain reason. And then other people start doing it because they're mimicking their idols. It's like Nirvana, Nirvana, mm-hmm. you know, the song, uh, He's the one who, he's the one who likes all our pretty songs, and he likes to sing along, and he likes to shoot his guns, but he don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it means. They do all these things, they do the, all these moves, but they don't know what these moves mean. Yeah. Or they, you know, it's one thing to do thing, but why are you doing it? You know, when I first broke in, Al said, do the moves for the sake of the match, not the match for the sake of the moves. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you and, could do all these moves, you know, but why are you doing them? And like I said with the Bucks, though, look, I get it's sports entertainment, right? So if we, I love if the we Bucks, forget, but, yeah. if we forget knowing that, knowing it's a work, right? If we look at it at face value, this is sports entertainment. These are, at, you know, these are the way that, sports have all gone. I mean, the success that you've always had, be it especially in combat sports, boxing, MMA, the success always comes with the characters, you know? Yeah. When they steal a little bit from pro wrestling. I mean, look back on a, a in the look NBA. Look at these celebrity boxing. Look at, look at these celebrity boxing matches. Yeah. These exhibitions they've been putting on. Yeah. I mean, they were putting that over big as being a, a new form of sports entertainment, you know? Um, yeah, and, and people are getting mad even though they say it's an exhibition. Yeah, you know, how come and nobody were buying? Well, I think. <laughs> what do you What do you want? But right. uh, but they no, told but you I, it's I think, work. But if you look back, uh, uh, like uh, um, Allen Iverson, right? Yeah, he was a character. He yep. was a personality. He was a larger than life character. Also yep. an incredible athlete, but he was a larger than life character. Um, mm-hmm. God, Dennis Rodman. You don't even you know like get out of here that guy was you know um but everybody go to wrestling. like a charles barkley you go to a, a michael jordan like these people there was a personality outside of just their ability um yes. obviously all very different from each other but it was a personality so looking at it as that if we're saying wrestling's not a work right and we're looking at it and we're saying this is a real competition but it's entertainment well then the entertainment aspect is part of what gets you over with a crowd which is part of what gets you a higher position on the show. And in that regard, you could look at it and say, well, why did the Bucks do a Meltzer driver? Why doesn't he just jump off the rope and spike him? Why does he do a flip? Well, because he's showing, hey, I can, because this is the kind of athlete I am. And in that regard, I get it. 
I look at it and I say, more power to you. You're showing off. Why does Sammy Guevara do his like, you know, 7,000 flips before he lands? Because he's showing he can. And then you can also say, well, in all those extra rotations, that force lands even harder. He's making himself way more when he hits you, right? So there's ways to, yeah. to within the guise of it all being real, so, you know, you can do that. But I, I shit the one the one name he could bring up in Muhammad Ali. God, yeah, absolutely. He but, he was legit, but he brought the entertainment aspect to it. But he was fucking legit. But that's my point is so entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with having that entertainment aspect. But I think the problem is, like you said, talking about the Nirvana song, I think the problem yeah. is they legitimately don't know what it means. They don't know why they're doing it. So a little right. flip is fine. But the fact that I see a Canadian destroyer used as a transition, you know, as a, oh, he, oh, he catches a uh, Canadian destroyer, cover, one, two, kick out. All right, let's move on to the next thing. And I've seen guys like Dustin Rhodes doing it. And I go, I don't understand. Dustin, ring apron. Dustin Rhodes has forgotten more than I will ever know. Ten times more than I will ever know about wrestling. Yeah. Is this Dustin's way of just going, hey, I'm at a point in my career. I, I want to show you I can do it. But finish the match. Make it a finish. Hit somebody yeah. with a, a Canadian Destroyer. And have them walk away going, holy crap, Dustin Rose just did a Canadian Destroyer. He can break that out when he wants to, and that's the end of the match because it's a fucking Canadian Destroyer. Um, they just had on Dark or, or Evelation, whatever, Elevation, or whatever the <laughs> fuck. I don't know. That'll be the next um, show. Yeah. But That'll be their Twitch show. Yeah, uh. but they just, um, they just had a match where, and from what I understand, I loved this. Uh, uh, who was it? What's his name? Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. Like, need this dude in the face. And the guy, did you see that? The the yep. clip going around social media? And he yep. was dead. And they stopped yep. the match. It's perfect. And I looked at that and I thought, that's amazing. Now, yep. nine times out of ten. It's realistic. Yeah. But it's because this guy was kind of going in there doing a job and like, but I look at that and I go, if that was Wardlow and whoever else, that was Wardlow and Sammy Guevara, let's say, right? Sammy Guevara would have taken a vicious bump like that, would have looked sick. And then he would have pulled him in one, two, kick out. And we would have continued the match because Guevara is a bigger name. We would have wanted to, you know, they wouldn't have ended a match like that, but they should have. That was the beauty I remember I was such a big Samoa Joe fan back in the day. You talk about the X Division. Big Samoa Joe yeah. fan. I remember when Joe, like, uh, God, well, it was at a Ring of Honor show. And the dude's getting in the ring, and Joe knees, like, the shit out of him in the head. And that was it. That was the finish. They're out, the guy's on the outside. Guy comes back into the ring. Joe cuts him off and hits him so hard that they ended it as a knockout. Dude, I miss the days of when, like, Magnum TA would just take out somebody in, like, 10 seconds with a fucking belly-to-belly. Mm -hmm. You know? Make it mean something. That's you know? the thing, because we can only do so much. Right. You know, you can do your as many flips as you want, but you can only do so many moves. 
You know, All your right. DDT, what are you going to do? Every, eventually, the next thing is the DDT for the finish is going to be the one that every every ring is going to be gimmicked, like the Taz Bam Bam Bigelow match. So every finish is like, oh, we're going to hit him with a, a, a Uranagi, but it'll go through the ring. That's how it'll be a finish. He'll go through the ring. Because otherwise, yeah. of course, he'd kick out it too. Like, I don't know, but keep it simple. Yep. Um, but what do you, but part two of the question was, what do you, what do you two think of the state of today's product? So I kind of gave my, my spiel. What do you, what do you think of today's product in general, overall of what your average pro wrestler today thinks a pro wrestling match is supposed to look like? I don't know, man. Cause it's amazing. I, 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 uh, I did that uh, Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. and uh, I went out and got a pretty decent reaction. And uh, Bubba told me he was in the uh, the the gorilla position area, and people were like, "Wow, yeah, he uh, got a good reaction." And Bubba Ray goes, "You know, because he's yeah, because he's a fucking superstar." <laughs> it's true though. It's it, it's not a joke. And that's not me. That's what Bubba said to the person, and he relayed that to me. This is the fact that there's really no superstars. I mean, there's are, you know, but but it's just you know, it's. I'm afraid it's it's getting a little bit too cookie cutter, a little bit too robotic. I think a little bit everybody looks alike. The flips like I, and the moves are starting to be. They're they're the the baggy pleather pants of the early two thousands, the trash where, bag pants. Yeah, yeah, where everybody, that's your thing. You're a pro wrestler. Well, you got to be wearing that, and your kick right. pads. That's why I tell people whatever everybody's doing, do the opposite. Yeah, you know, everybody's got tattoos. Everybody wear you know everybody. Nobody stands out really. Mm-hmm. I mean, MJF was MJF stands out, but uh. Yeah, just it. And I got also be MJF man has a tattoo in the sense, like, and this was when I got a tattoo, and I I remember thinking when I was like wrestling, my thir- first thought was like, well, you get a tattoo, it kind of like pigeonholes you. But then I was like, I thought more along. I got one on my arm. I have the mm-hmm. the S tattoo on my arm. And oh yeah, but I'm, I I mean everybody's got fucking sleeves. Well, that's what know? I'm it's saying just... is I had that, and my thought was the Rock and the Brahma Bull, Shawn Michaels, and the and the yeah. S with the sword and everything. It was that recognizable tattoo. I mean, God, look at yours. Yours is the, it's the freaking blue meanie, right? <laughs> like it's it's yeah. so to me, that is the tattoo that stands out. That's the tattoo yeah. that becomes part of your identity. Yeah. The sleeves and stuff like that, up close, I mean, you might look at that and go, like, man, that's badass. You know, great artwork, incredible, you know. Yeah. But in wrestling, like I remember when um, Mr. Kennedy first debuted, and I was like, "The fuck is that on on his shoulder blades?" You know, and I was like, "It, yeah. it just seemed like an unnecessary, like that d- that didn't make him who he was." You know, and like, right. so I, it, it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, eventually somebody needs to just say, "This is what it is." People need to. It just takes one promotion to set a, a a group of guidelines. Yeah. 
of this is what it is and you know, this is what it needs to be and as long as you work here this is how we're going to do it yeah you know like back in the day you know different territories called for different styles yeah you know there's shit you did in memphis didn't fly in fucking uwf mid-south mm. you know and shit yeah. you didn't uwf mid-south didn't fly up in new york and all that shit didn't fly over in minnesota you know so you know there's like a lot of people who grew up watching you know devon Ar- and watching world class oh, i can't watch that wwe st- or right watch you know wrestling every saturday night i can never watch wwe because it was so slow so slow you know cartoony and all that yeah that's a you know yeah it just takes one promoter or one promotion with the the exposure and the money to say this is what our style is this is the guidelines and this is what to stick to yeah. at while you're an employee here to set yourself apart from somebody else and you know bring in like like a veteran, there needs to be like some kind of veterans council or pa- panel of guys to just bring in and, you know, be agents and talk to people. That's why it's amazing some things they do in AEW, knowing they got guys like Arn and Malenko in there. Yeah. You know, as agents, you know, you would think they would crack down on certain things. but It's, you know, but I guess they also know who they're playing to. They know who their audience is, and their audience are the people who eat that shit up. Yeah. You know? So, unfortunately, it's one of those things where, but I think it could, in a way, be done to start cutting back on things in a way to re-educate the audience. Yeah. You know? Um, it could definitely it, work back. You can, you can reverse engineer it. Yep. Bring it back to zero. Hey, during the Attitude Era, blood was a ECW time period. Blood was just blood. Yeah. You saw blood all the time. Someone gets busted open, eh, they're bleeding. You know? Now yeah. someone gets busted open, you're like, "Oh shit!" You know, well, there was a period in, in ECW. You see that, and you're like, "Oh boy!" Like, there was a period know. in ECW. There was a period in ECW where Paul said no blood, and like there was, it was a good couple months, and the crowd was kind of like, "We want blood, chant, we want blood," and eventually, the first next time somebody bled, they fucking went, they yep. went insane for it because they you know withheld it mm-hmm. for a while. You know, so yeah. uh, question, people are, pe- 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 people are afraid to uh, be boring. Yeah, you know they're they're afraid they're afraid not to be uh, viral. You know, so um, know. the last uh, eh, maybe we could do two more here because um, this will okay. probably be pretty quick. Uh, Donavius in the morning uh, writes: If you had the chance to jump to either WCW or WWF during the Monday Wars. Which one would you have picked and why? So obviously you ended up in <laughs> in, in WWF. Yeah. Um so I, I could have went to I should have went to WCW. After uh, WWF. I, I had a chance and I decided to go back to ECW. But what was you know, like the what it, was the th- the thought process behind that? Did you think that was it a comfort zone thing? Was it a travel thing? Was it a... I mean, I can't imagine, and this is, you don't have to talk money with me, but I can't imagine it was a money thing. Um, but maybe, who knows? Who knows what WCW would have, you know. Um, WCW well, had the I, reputation I, 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 of giving you tons of money. Doesn't mean they did, you know. Right. And, but I looked at ECW, and I was just like, look, well, look, they just got on national TV with TNN. They're putting out action figures, doing video games. You're, 
it's getting to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a home, you're a more or less homegrown ECW guy. You're an ECW guy. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, you know, the houses were still drawing. They still were doing big houses. You know, it's just, uh, who knew that the TNN deal would be the, you know, their, their golden goose would be the, the thing to fucking kill them. You know, the funny thing is though, had you gone to WCW, you would you would have been looking for a job just around the same time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like it's it's like either you get on the Hindenburg or the Titanic. Yeah, right. I you mean, know? that's I, 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 at least I went down with my friends. That's look. There's something to that. Yeah. There's definitely something to that. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, last last question here uh, from the Martian King. Uh, anyone you regret take, take not me to your leader to get in the ring with. So we've talked sort of like if there was we've we talked about this before like if you could work anybody or whatever. Yeah. But let's talk about people that were actually there in the locker room with you at a time that you never sure. got in the ring with. Is there anyone that you were ever like, God, I would have loved to have worked that person? Hmm. I mean, I, when I was in WWE, I was fortunate enough to work with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and. I like those guys because they were basically around my same age range, and we both like the same kind of style. Uh, ECW, I pretty much got at least to work uh, everybody at least once. I was so fortunate, you know. You know, worked Tommy Rich, worked Tracy Smothers, you know, worked Candido, worked Lance Storm. You know, basically in tag matches, I got to work Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Which was a bucket list, bucket list moment. Um, I remember when you know uh, I was supposed to, you know, when I first, you know, I went to the first indie with Raven and Stevie. You know, after they came up the idea with the Blue Meanie, and I think Stevie was working. You know, somebody was supposed to work Jimmy Snuka, and I was supposed to take the Superfly Splash off the top rope. I was really pissed when that got canceled. But uh, if anybody, I would have loved to have worked a guy like Tito Santana or something like that. Somebody I grew up uh, idolizing, and mm-hmm. you know, I was a big Tito fan. So you know, if I and you know, later on, I, I was fortunate enough to get you know do shows with him and become friendly with him and hear him share stories and stuff like that. You know. And he just made things so much. He made things just so easy. I would have loved to have worked like a guy like a Tito Santana or something like that. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough. I got to work with, with people I've wanted to work with. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it, you've had a storied career. That's for sure. The people, you know, just thinking about that and then thinking about, the, you know, the amount you got to work with, with uh, Dustin Rhodes and you talked about Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And, like, you know, it, it's – you really worked yeah. a who's who – of people and and uh, yeah, so be be proud of your career if you if you I are, am you know be I be am. proud meaning yeah <laughs> yeah I was no. always I was always you know fortunate to you know work with people that I idolized uh, yeah like I said yeah if I was going to pick someone I, I would love to have worked I would have gladly took in that flying forearm from Tito Santana yeah. and, and did a triple Lindy on the way down you know just mm-hmm. to make it. <laughs> or, or, or I wish I could have taken the bionic elbow from Dusty, you know. Yeah, just yeah. You know, I mean, moves look, I wish I would have taken. 
I'm sure you could, if you really started looking at a, a printed out sheet of the roster of anywhere you worked, I'm sure you could find people here and there, um, especially WWF, because God, I mean, that was the height that there, there wasn't a sing, there wasn't a single person in that roster you wouldn't have wanted to work, you know. Yeah. Uh, when Dusty was in ECW, uh, I talked to uh, Bill, Bill Wiles did a spot with him, like mm-hmm. the Dangerous Alliance, all fed in for elbows. And Wiles said when he got to the locker room, Dusty said, "Hey, uh, Bill, do me a favor." He's like, "Yeah, what, Dusty?" He's like, "Next time I go to hit you with the elbow, please don't smile while you're running in." Because he was just marking out so hard. He's a bit, oh, he was marking out so hard that he was about to take Dusty's elbow. He's like, you know, running in like, I'm taking his elbow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Well, all right. Well, thank you. That was a good uh, ask me. Thank you, everybody, who who asked some questions. I uh, really appreciate yeah. it. Good um, questions, as, as always. Yeah. Always get some great like questions. Like I said, it's, my, it's it is one my of my favorite. too. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, I could talk, but like sometimes somebody will ask someone something, and it'll it'll spark a memory. And please, please, you know, uh, keep sending in those questions. Um, before we go, I just want to talk a little bit about just a reminder for everybody that we've got the uh, we've got the in person and virtual signing with the brothers Gatter um, yes. for our wrestling buddies. Um, that's coming to you Saturday, August tw- uh, August seventh. Excuse me, August seventh yeah. uh, at, at the Brothers Gatter Studio and Store, forty three seventeen Main Street, Port Henry, New York, one two nine seven four. Again, that's forty three seventeen Main Street, Port Henry, New York, one two nine seven four. We're gonna have that meet and greet. Uh, you can come get our buddies. We'll sign them for you. You can take pictures with us. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and they're planning some really, really cool stuff to make it even more of an event. And we're actually even going to be doing the podcast uh, live from from the uh, the studio there, which um, I uh, which seemed like a, a a great idea until I realized how early we would we'd be doing stuff. So um, <laughs> we may do the podcast uh, while we're meeting. People, no, I probably can't do that, but we'll we'll find a good time to do the podcast. But it'll be, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, if you're in the area, definitely come by. Um, it first of all, get a signed buddy, get some signed artwork, uh, stickers, things like that. It, it, it's gonna be fun. They're gonna be collectibles. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, do do yourself a favor and just come by and say hello. We'd love to meet you. If you've been listening to Absolutely. the show, we want to meet you. Um, we're vaccinated. So. Yeah, we're va- we're vaxxed, vaxxed, waxed, and ready to. But you know, look, uh, I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, so definitely check that out. It's gonna be August seventh. There we go, hot hot guy summer or whatever the they were talking about on Manscaped. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's gonna be a really good time. We're gonna have a really fun time. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely check that out. A uh, little mind of the meaning road trip action there. It's gonna be fun. Going to be the first episode of Mind of the Meanie where we are in the same place at the same time. So that'll be neat. Um, Weird. Yeah, I don't know if we're, what we're gonna do. Should we still have the same border for the Patreon people with the line oh, down yeah. the middle? And oh, absolutely. just have one camera on us and just line down the middle. It'll um, just be a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Just like, 
That'd be awesome. Um, no, nah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. Um, and then, of course, hey, listen. Yeah. What's up, Nini? Yeah, dude, I'm a, a wrestling buddy. Something I've always wanted. So I'm, I'm like... Yours I'm looks like, so good. I I'm mean, not, not that mine Christmas. doesn't, but yours looks so good. Yeah. Hats off. Yeah. We should be getting them soon, I think. Hopefully. I, th- I think we're going to get them soon. Um, nice. Which is cool. And we'll, of course, show them off on here and on social media. Um, oh, hey, but if you're like, eh, I'm not really into a, a really big stuffed Josh and Meany, but I would love a small, hard one, uh, go go to mindofthemeany.com and pick up the Cello Toys Mind of the Meany 2-pack. Uh, we have, uh, well, I mean, we recorded this episode like, Two, uh, last week's episode two days ago. So we have relatively the same amount we had then. But um, but we actually, but I, I will say we, we've we had a couple of orders come through since then. So they're they're going away at the, at the rate that they've gone over the last couple of weeks. Um, they go bye-bye. We've only got a few, <laughs> a few weeks left at this point. Yeah. People are still buying them. So, and I found a couple of, uh, of signed ones. So, you know, um, if they're not gone yet, Go check it out uh, and you know, definitely pick those up, mindofthemeanie.com. Um, Word. Yeah, anything else, Meanie, that you'd like to like to add before we get out of here? Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for, you know, each and every week uh, dedicating a couple hours of your time to our little podcast here. Uh, it means a lot. And, you know, Josh gives me the numbers you know, and the breakdowns and I'm just blown away. Uh, it's very cool. Cause you know, I say this every time and I mean, it, it's like you go to start a podcast. You're like, does anybody give a shit? And, uh, the fact that, you know, you guys have shown that you give a shit, uh, means a lot, you know, uh, sometimes- Devin's missing the birth of his child to watch yeah. this. Yeah, so this is like that's like the ultimate, right? You know that that should be that would be in the commercial for the uh, the trailer or something. You yeah, know? <laughs> I missed the birth of my child for this. You know, uh, yeah, just yeah, man, it means a lot. Uh, you know, it means a lot that you know, uh, you know, people will, you know pay to watch us do this live each and every week. Uh, you know, look, we love every download, but you know the fact that people reach into their pockets. In a time where, you know, things are, the purse strings are a little bit tight. It means a lot. You know, uh, it, it helps keep the lights on, so to speak, you know, in the uh, the world of mind and demeanor. So thank you all for making this a thing. Thank you for all for making this uh, a possibility. Because uh, without you, we'd be these two uh, guys <laughs> talking you know just uh we could have been texting we could we could, we could just be texting each other this but yeah. uh for some reason people want to listen to us you know talk so thank you very much and uh and we thank you for following us on social media if you'd be kind enough at mind of the meanie across all platforms that's uh twitter it's instagram it's facebook and of course follow us as individuals as well he's at blue meanie bwo and i'm at so says shernoff uh, and then let's not forget pro wrestling slash mind of the meanie or pro wrestling slash blue meanie or pro wrestling slash so says Chernoff. Uh, you can get some of the incredible uh, shirts uh, hand designed by one 
Andrew Slichter. Um, I'm assuming Andy, Andy is short for Andrew, right? Uh, maybe it's Andifer. Andy! Andifer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and uh, go over if you, if, you, uh, if you feel so inclined to youtube.com slash mindofthemeanie. Uh, hit like, hit subscribe, hit that little bell. Uh, you never know what's going to pop up on there. Um, we're, we're still having some fun and, and coming up with new ideas. For instance, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some behind-the-scenes footage of this Brothers Gatter uh, outing for sure on our YouTube channel. There will definitely be some sort of you know videos being taken and, and thrown together in some sort of vlog. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, oh, Cameo. Uh, yeah, I just said oh, a few before cameo. we came on the air. Yes. Uh, Meanie was doing some Cameo while I was having dinner. And, uh, and yeah, we're, uh, we're over there. He's, uh, Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. And I am, uh, Cameo.com slash So Says Chernoff, the loneliest Cameo in the world. <laughs> um... But yeah, but thank you all so much. Uh, thank you everyone who joined us, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie, and everyone who just downloads this podcast and listens to it. We, as Meanie said, you know, we really, really do appreciate you. And we look forward to having you back next Monday, just like every Monday, for another trip to the mind of the meanie. The world of NLW Radio never stops.